0: Hello, welcome back to the Flawless Takes podcast, the podcast that talks about the 1-0 New York Giants. I Ooh. am your host, Christian Miola. I'm here as always with my co-host, Chris Landera. Chris, how are you doing today? Well, Christian, I'm a little worked up, a little, little overexcited, and I think our, our, our legions of
1: adoring fans are probably wondering, hey, didn't they just, like, release a podcast, like, a few days ago? And they're right, we did because this is an instant reaction podcast to the one and O giants. First time over 500 since the year 2016, baby. So we're a little fired up right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is what it is all about right now. Like we were talking about it before the show, the giants have been so bad for so long. They started, right out, the out, gate. started out every season poorly. They've never even given us a glimmer of hope for the last, you know, five, six years here. And um, you know, here we are starting 1-0, road win against uh, last year's number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, what a crazy game. What a fun win. Um, enormously satisfying as a Giants fan. Um, the type of game that we've been losing, you know, I, I mean, the, over this last six years, there's been a lot of blowouts. But there's also been a lot of squeakers where you look back and say, we could have won that game. We could have won this game. You know, field goals launched from the other side of the planet to beat yeah. us as time yeah. expires. Um, you know, so it was a, a real welcome that we got some of the breaks and they made the plays they needed to, uh, you know, to secure the W. I, you know, the one play that I was laughing at myself, you know, it gets overlooked now, but Barkley fumbled outside or out of bounds. On oh, the, on the long drive. And like that would have been out of the back of the end zone in previous uh, you know years, you know. So uh, they got some roles. they you know things went their way. But um, you know, I will take it in all its forms. A lot to chew on as we we sort of talk about it. Uh, Anything for you that that stood out specifically that you wanted to to address? Um, Well, I I
1: thought I think what we're really going to um, focus on. Well, first of all, last week we said. All we wanted from this game is we wanted the Giants to compete, which they did, not make too many mistakes, which for the most part, most players on the team did not, yeah, um, and give us a chance to win in the fourth, which they did. And you know what? For the first time in a long time, we caught a few breaks and were able to win the game. Um, But I think a thing that we want to focus on um, for this pod is the younger players Um, in their regular season debuts, showing us something, a lot of guys on the offensive
0: line and maybe one guy uh, on the D line, a pass rusher. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to talk about. Um, You know, we talked about it last, last week, the, the concept of building the nest, like who are these foundational players? Um, And we talked about, the bookends, the tackles, Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal. Um, and you know, from all reports, both had pretty good games. Um, I was sending you some DMS, uh, nothing inappropriate, but I sent you some, uh, some videos from, uh, Nick Filato is the guy's name. And he puts together these, uh, video packages of individual players. Um, so he would do like all of Andrew Thomas's, you know, pass blocking snaps, all of Evan Neal's run blocking snaps into like little minute and a half, two minute packages that are really nice to just sort of uh little bite sized. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, the, the returns are in both guys played really well. Um, you know, they, there was some pressures in the first half, but that was more on the interior. That was, there was an issue with that dude Simmons just wrecking things, but um, you know, Put a check in that box. The bookends looked good. Evan Neal looked good in pass protection. Um, you know, had some nice run blocks, was very, very agile and fast. Um, I was impressed with both of them, and it seems to have helped the run game because certainly, certainly seems like it. This was Saquon Barkley circa 2018, really. You know, uh, he looked like the most talented player on the field on either side of the ball by far, and uh. You know, it's nice to get that uh, from him, you know, after all the, the bumps in the road we've had the, the last few years.
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, if just focusing on the offensive line, which is definitely something that I think Giants fans were looking at in Game 1 of the Dable era, just based off how horrible ours has been for years now, mm-hmm. the line totally held up. The yeah. one had a huge day. They were making holes. They gave Daniel Jones adequate protection. The – Jam Jones had one pick that was a hundred percent completely his fault. Not anything to do with the offensive line. He forced the ball into cover to Saquon in coverage oh, that he never should have thrown. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, 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 at I, I was going to wait on this, was, but this one, I, I was that was livid. a horrible, yes. horrible,
0: like, like Saquon went out to the, the left in sort of a wide, um, he know, had his wheel route sort of thing. And, yeah. I mean, Jones was just looking at him like, yeah. like laser beam from the, yep. like before the snap, even it was yeah. just, he like, had his mind made up
1: in the huddle that that yeah. ball was going there. And Saquon was completely blanketed. It had nothing to do with pressure giving up from the offensive line. Um, but besides the bookends, I thought uh, uh, something that was really exciting from the game was that on that offensive line, I think the biggest question mark we have is at left guard right yeah. now yeah. with Shane Lemieux. Supposedly, the starter for the season, he's out with injury. We had a rookie fill in, Josh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Ezudu, Ez- Ezudu.
0: I say Josh Azudu, but Az-
1: Azudu. Okay, but I, we'll go. You know, it th- could be either. Lord one. knows. Yeah,
0: I, I, and I no disrespect to the man. I, I like to get names right, but it's a tough one. E Z E U D U. Third round pick, um, North Carolina was, no, filling yeah.
1: in first start. Start started out rough. Um, he, he definitely got better as the game went along, but he had some key blocks, especially in the run game, um, pulling and opening holes for Saquon and ended up having for, for a third round pick in his first game, having a pretty good game, which, you know, I, I mean, sign us up for that all day because we're used for, to, to Saqu- for Saquon getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, having to do everything himself. That wasn't mm-hmm. the case this game. Because we had three very young players playing well on the offensive line. So
0: so I looked it up on NFL.com, his player bio, and it is pronounced Eh Ezudu. Ezudu. Okay. Ezudu. Okay. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and that's the sort of player like Remember that name. Yeah. Remember (laughs) that name. Know it, love it. But, you know, not to say Evan Neal was a slam dunk pick, but like he was like Alabama, top 10. Like he's been on every. They didn't, didn't let up a sack his entire college career yeah like he <laughs> yeah. he was consensus top of the the t- if you wanted to tackle he was the guy but um you know it's those mid-round picks that if they can turn from turn into you know reliable starters, starters. Yeah. that's when it's like oh, okay well now we're building something right because now you have three young dudes right. potentially on you know rookie contracts yes. early contracts that like are producing at an NFL level and that, you know, and and that's how you quickly turn your offensive line from a a negative to a positive. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up, up. I mean, you can look at it online. He, the, uh, the Saquon touchdown, he seals the block on that play. Um, I think the two point conversion, he's involved. There's a bunch of plays uh, where he was, you know, prominently involved uh, in the run game. and, And as a first game for a rookie, that's, you know, a sight for sore eyes. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, uh, Brian Baldinger does those, um, I think he calls
1: them baldy breakdowns mm-hmm. and he would, uh, his one on the Giants, he really focused on Josh Azudu and, and seemed to think and pointed out the fact that he had a rough first quarter, but started playing a lot better as the, as the uh, game wore on. And um, basically he said, Giants fans, you know, you may, you may have stumbled
0: upon something here and uh, hopefully he's right. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be, that would be huge. Um, some other players that I thought were worth noting, you know, along the same lines of, you know, not the big names, but guys that have been brought in by this new regime that, um, uh, you know, immediately made, you know, made plays and were, their impact was felt. Um, Richie James led the team in receptions, I think, or at least from a receiver position. He had five or six on the day. He's our he's our kick returner. Um, who seemed to slot in uh, really almost in like what you'd expect, the, you know, Kadarius Tony, Wondell Robinson sort of role, Mm the inside slot guy. He's a small guy, 5'9", but he made plays. And like when you are talking about a guy you you picked up um, in free agency at at a minimum number, you know, he's a former seventh-round draft pick, not a huge pedigree from Middle Tennessee State was on the 49ers for a few years has been sort of hurt and um, you know, on IR the last couple of years, but you know, that, that sort of thing, getting a contribution from that type of player, that's, that's a big deal. Um, the other one that I thought flashed a few times was uh, Jihad Ward, who was a, I guess he's an outside linebacker. He's an edge player. essentially. Yeah. He's like, you know, 280 pound uh, linebacker, but you know, he's, I think he's a former second round pick. So he's been around in the league since, I think, 2015, 2016. Uh, University of Illinois guy. Um, you know, I think he was on the Eagles, if I was not mistaken. But he um, he sort of bounced around, not a, like a big name player to, at all, but without having uh, Ojolari, without having Thibodeau, you know, he. Yeah.
1: That's, that's important to point out that we didn't have our two starting pass rushers for this game jihad ward yeah. and and ziminis were filling in f- for those two and gave us like adequate pressure um and if they can do that that means we could have a little bit of a rotation mm-hmm. um coming off the edge there which is good to, to keep guys
0: fresh yeah and i'll put it in the show notes but jihad jihad ward had a play where you know it's a running play to his side he was uh he was the right uh defensive end and you know derrick henry uh, you know, is coming on to the outside and he sort of fended off his his uh, the tackle who was blocking him and like one armed Derrick Henry, which is not something you see too often. Nope. Um, you know, Derrick Henry wheels coming off watch, you know, you know, keep an eye on that. But if, for fantasy purposes, uh, if he's on your team, but, um, you yeah, know, just looked like another real football player that sort of came out of nowhere. Um, and you know, I'm so far so good. The returns are in, uh, happy that he, uh, you know, he's on the team. Um, so yeah, good signs, good returns from, you know, the Joe Shane era of bringing in guys who can play. Yes.
1: This is all this stuff we're talking about. This is an indictment of, uh, Joe Shane, right? This is, Mm -hmm. these are guys he brought in, drafted, signed through free agency who played well. So yeah, that is exciting. Bodes well for the future. and and they're not flashy players and that
0: we know Joe Shane was limited in what he could do. All he could do was there's understatement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All he could do was work at like sort of the back end of the roster. Right. And, you know, but if you bring in quality there that, you know, that, that's the key, you know? So, I mean, we've so for too long, have had a thin roster um, where, you know, guys would get cut, and they were out of the league because no one wanted them, right? Like, <laughs> we were literally, like, the yeah. last stop for so many players in this league over the last five or six years. Um, you know, you, you can look it up on your own time. But it's not a – it wasn't a good pretty state. So, very exciting. Um, all right. So, a couple other thoughts on the game. We did get a little lucky, but that's football. You know, mm-hmm. the Titans will be kicking themselves for some of the de- weird decisions in the second half. Very uh, tentative. They should have been more aggressive to, you know, sort of kill the game and win. Um, you know, the muff punt uh, went initially into a, that, that horrible Daniel Jones interception we talked about that yeah. should have been taken advantage of with at least a field goal at a minimum. I mean, I was mean, glad, if, I was if, glad if, to if, see Dayball yelling at at Daniel Jones. Oh, which, thank me, God. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that never happened under uh, right. Shermer or Judge, honestly. Yeah,
1: you're right. They, 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 they. I mean, I, I don't think either one of them were big screamers, but, I mean, that play there was so bad. Especially, that's a play that I guess you could give an excuse for if it's a first year player. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Jones is not a first year player at all. No. Um, and there really is no excuse for that. And that, and that's probably why Dable went off went off on him. I think. Um, while we're touching on on negatives um, for the game, I think we do need to look at the receiving core because despite the, um, the rise of Richie James, it was kind of in the face of some other guys, notably Kadarius Tony barely even playing. I I think he touched the ball twice. Um, and also old friend, Kenny Galladay playing 44 snaps and only being targeted twice in, in, in the entire game. So, um, really those those are two guys that we were looking mm-hmm. um are looking for for some production and we also had um Wandel ended up getting hurt like pretty early pretty early in the game too so you would you would have thought those two players would have had a bigger day than they did mm-hmm. but it ended up kind of just going
0: to Richie James yeah and i think you know if if you look at the the receiving core there's not a a lot to point to right now I, I, the robinson yeah. industry I, I have injury i've not seen any update yet so actually what i heard Did, is have a, you seen anything dable called it day-to-day so it's not okay. like it's
1: not a horrendous industry i guess he has a chance to play this this weekend is so. out
0: okay um don't rush him back Is right. let's right. not re-injure right. our rookie he needs to get you gotta have the long view on these things yes um tony from what i've read like just doesn't know the playbook. I mean, who knows? Like, that's... I know. is is he
1: showing up late to practice? He's he's supposedly healthy now and one hundred percent ready to go. So, but he
0: didn't practice all summer, and yeah. you know, it's just troubling. The guy. One of the podcasts I listened to was talking about him from a fantasy perspective, and you know, they pointed out last year he was on the injury injury report nine times for seven different injuries, which is probably not a good <laughs> sign for his durability going forward. Um, and I just don't know. I, I just get bad vibes yeah. from, from Kadarius. So you know, the two plays he was in on one was like a sort of an end around or a jet sweep. I don't recall specifically where he you know he looked good i mean when he gets the ball in the open field he's yards electric. after catch and, he's and, electric like and that, that's, that's why all it is to do it
1: you the the fantasy football experts on on twitter are like fascinated with tony and yeah. his situation because like they see those plays and they're like yeah. why is this guy not getting the ball like yeah. why is he hurt all the time why do the why does the giants coaching staff not like him and it's like listen man we feel the same way like we want him to get the rock and just take off but up to this point i i, I don't I, I don't think the coaching sh- Part of it is the coaching staff doesn't trust him, um, whether that is to do with the playbook or he's just, like, not bringing in practice or showing up mm-hmm. late. I, I I have no idea. We I, the, the Giants have – they don't want to throw him under the bus like that. So, like, we're not going to really know.
0: I, I will note that you didn't mention, and I think it was deliberate, the obvious highlight on the receiving course, which is your man Sterling Shepard with the big <laughs> touchdown. Um, yes. And also with some key blocks uh, in on the inside on, on some big plays, um, you know. Turns welcome. out you do have to cover him. Welcome, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that guy was doing. He thought something else. He was just peeking into the backfield or looking for some other something else. I don't know what he was doing, but he was he was not paying a chance to Sterling Shepherd just running straight down the field. <laughs> so, um, you know. Hey, good thing hey. he can still just run in a straight line. And Daniel Jones got it to him, I guess, in a somewhat timely manner. Little, I, I the did, ball
1: was a little underthrown, actually. It was we a little underthrown. Daniel, but yeah. they, they made it happen. They
0: made it work. They made it work. Yeah. Shepard got a, You know, he's he's the old man on the Giants now. You know, he's the longest standing guy, believe it or not. Yep. Um, so I do want to just pause. We're, we're sort of in negative town here. Um, Daniel Jones we talked about him a little bit with that horrible pick. We talked about him last week in terms of our lack of expectations for him. I don't know how to read this, you know, cause I, I, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Like you don't want him to be too good. You don't want him to be too bad. Like, what do you want from Daniel Jones this year? But he was bad. Like he, um, we have the interception that we talked about, um, the strip sack, I'll almost give him a pass because it was a pretty quick uh, – it wasn't like he held the ball too long on that play, and it was a blindside play. And, yeah. you know, most quarterbacks get hit like that by a 300-pound man. You're going to – the ball going to pop out. Um, but there was other plays. There was an RPO where he decided to keep it and immediately – with a guy directly in his face who just tackled him for a six-yard loss. There was a horrible sack. Um, I think it was in the second or third quarter where he got kind of flushed out of the pocket to his right and then you know there was a guy in the flat that he could have thrown it to or he could have run and try it was a third down and he could have tried to get a first down but he just sort of got middled and ended up in no man's land stopped moving and then the pass rush caught up with him again and he got sacked anyway. It was just an awful, awful sack. Yeah. The type I of mean, thing- and we've seen that for his entire career. It's like that there's
1: that awareness that he just doesn't seem to have. And it's it's not coming with age.
0: It's he's, not. And it, his it's rookie not- season,
1: you're like, oh, you know, you're saying, you're talking to yourself, oh, he's a rookie. Like he needs to get caught up to the NFL speed. Yeah. But if it's not happening in year, what are we doing now?
0: Three or four? This is four. Four.
1: Four. four. Yeah. Year yeah. Four? You got a problem.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they won despite Daniel Jones. Like, I thought he was awful in the first half. Um, you know, he still shows some flashes. Uh, there was that play. Um, I mean, if you uh, want to be honest,
1: the Giants really only played one one good half of football. The first half, they were horrendous. I yes. mean, it, it was 13 nothing at halftime. Could have been Everyone worse. I'm texting with is, like, going off. Like, I can't believe, like, another – this shit again. And – I mean, you can't put it all on Daniel Jones, but he was not lighting it up.
0: So no. That light. <laughs> no, but I think they made adjustments in the second half, yes. which is another thing that a, – a welcome surprise that we could see. You know, there, there just hasn't been a lot of, of that to see. You know, I, mm-hmm. I look back at the last few years, like, there's that Seahawks game we that, that, in the first Joe Judge year where, yes. like – you know, they, they, that was really a Patrick Graham win. If you look back on that oh, win, it was without low, the road. So, yes. Colt McCoy glasses.
1: started and we won like, what was it? Like nine, six, maybe not mm-hmm. nine, six, but it was something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those games and there just hasn't been that many bright lights. And I, I, I understand the first half was ugly, but, uh, that's okay. That's to be expected. They yes. started slow on the road, all new stuff going on. Um, but you, you got to take a step back and realize where they've been mm-hmm. and think this is all a positive development. Um, take a look know. at the roster. Yeah. They're
1: playing on the road
0: at the team that was the number one seed in the AFC playoffs
1: <laughs> last yeah. year. Like first, a lot first time head about.
0: coach, first yeah. time offensive coordinator. The, I, Mike Kafka is calling his first game ever. Yep. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. I thought, especially in the second half, I, I really thought, uh, Mike Kafka uh, called a good game. Good, good game. Yeah. I, lo- I love
1: I, – I actually wanted to talk about this too, but
0: go go. you go first. Yeah, I'll talk about one specific yeah. thing I liked, which was the I – I think it was the second touchdown to uh, – the pass to uh, the tight end, Chris Meyernik or Meyerick. Yep. Um That play was so easy, but it was only easy because it was built up on, you know, a lot of runs and mm-hmm. then play action – at easy, the play action
1: at the right time
0: at the right time yeah. easy read you know and we have had such difficulty scoring in the red zone yep. scoring from short yardage and we did it twice in this game and that was sort of sort of like a welcome welcome relief um, to see that they, they have sort of right. some of those easy layup plays. in Yeah, the... and it doesn't even have to go to a big-time player. We're throwing to Chris Myrick,
1: but it's mm-hmm. such a simple play that it mm-hmm. it's effective, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you have on the the play? So calling?
1: when I was watching the um, Broncos-Seahawks game last night, Yeah, Broncos have a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. He was the offensive coordinator for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Got the job in Denver now. He's the head coach, but he's also the play caller. Well, coming down, I don't for for those who didn't watch the game, coming down the stretch, the Broncos are down one with the ball. They're driving with like the, a running clock under two minutes. They get to about the Seahawks forty-five. They decide Nathaniel Hackett decides he's he's close enough to for a field goal and just they 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 just are milking the clock burning the time off it and they end up kicking a field goal with 20 seconds left and missing it from 64 yards jesus and I, i'm just watching and and i was thinking about that i'm glad if kafka is a capable play caller i'm glad that he has the play calling mm-hmm. and dable is focusing on situation like that with time and when to use timeouts, especially in that like end of the game situation, because the NFL, every, I mean, unless you're really bad, which the Giants have been, so we're not used to this, but like 80% of the games come down to like the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter. And you cannot have a head coach doing what Nathaniel Hackett Mm. was, was doing last night because it'll end up costing a million games. Um, So I, I was thinking about that and, and I agree with you that I thought he, uh, Kafka did a good job play calling in the second half, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Dable, to your point, I thought managed the end of the game perfectly. We didn't even mm-hmm. talk about, like, I guess what was the headline, which was the gutsy go for two call, which honestly, right. like, yeah. I felt like it's easy for me sitting on my couch, but it's like, of course. Like, it's a yes. no-brainer for us. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, why wouldn't you on the road? You're, you're you, All you have to do is is uh go for this right now. Right. Like the, you know, it's anyway. also the coach of someone who knows he's not
1: getting fired anytime soon. Right. You know? Like wh- why yeah. am I not going for two here? Like they just hired me. I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Yeah. I think that, I think that call is like, it's like a bigger call in it, in like a boomer's head, you know, like it's yeah. like, it's like more of a wild move than it is for like our generation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was still, I thought he managed the end of the game. Well, to your point, And, uh, you know, the time was never an issue. He seemed in control. And, uh, you know, it was fun, like, seeing them all celebrate. Saquon's pumped up. Um, You know, Dable's going nuts in the locker room. They're all dancing afterwards. Like, happy scenes from the Giants. Like, it's all good vibes, you know, under the new regime. And uh, I'm excited for it. So, very happy.
1: Um, Do we want to take a look towards Carolina next week?
0: Yeah, Carolina and beyond. So, Carolina – we play them. It's a home opener, right? It's a one o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken. One o'clock game, yes. Yeah. So, uh, one o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, Carolina lost to the Browns in uh, another close game. That I think there was some mismanagement at the end of the game. Speaking <laughs> of that sort of thing, there's a lot of that in week there's one. A lot of that. The, the Bengals You'd be surprised. games against the Steelers was pretty bad. Like the Colts, there's a lot of weird stuff this week. But um, yeah, so Baker in Carolina the last stand of Matt rule. Um, you know, it's an interesting team. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're, they're not world beaters, but you know, they're definitely in the giants weight class, if not above. So we shouldn't overlook them now that we're, we're riding this one and oh high. Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's a game that could go anyway. I think giants will be pumped. Uh, home crowd should be pretty fired up. Hopefully. Um, Panthers aren't that good, but still,
1: there should be a little bit of a buzz in the stadium with
0: with the new regime
1: coming in, one and out, which will which will be nice because that's another thing that's it's been a while.
0: It's definitely been a while. Um, go ahead, sorry.
1: I think against Tennessee, we were. Did we we were getting five points right five or five and a half point underdogs?
0: Yeah, they, depending where you look, I think it was five and a half.
1: So now this week we're two and a half point favorites,
0: yeah, which seems like but well, do they still give you like three for the home uh, field? I, I guess, I think that's I don't know the rule, if they right? do that. I mean, that's that's kind of I don't know if that's just out of date. I'm not a gambler, I'm not on these apps trying to throw my life away, but um. <laughs> You know, generally speaking, that was always the rule. So they, they they're kind of calling it a toss up.
1: Right. So right? basically my point is it's like it's like a it's a seven point swing from from last week pretty much. Yeah. But I'm going into the game with the same mentality as we did as for week one, like we were talking about in last week's podcast. Yeah. Just compete, play hard, don't make mistakes and be in the game in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Giants fans don't don't go into this game thinking you're just gonna we're just going to steamroll them because we won at Tennessee because no.
0: Absolutely not. Most like, likely not going to be the case. Think about what we've been talking about, all the lucky bounces, all gotta throw know. a
1: little cold water on this pod.
0: Yeah, you do. That's that's <laughs> riding, our job. We may be riding a little too high right now. Yeah. That being said, they <laughs> win this. Cowboys week three with Dak. Out. Without Dak. Well, yeah, with Dak out, without Dak, yeah. Um, Week four Bears, Hmm. who, I, you know, they won, but, you know, they were the – like, I think their consensus lowest win total, you know, before the season started, so they're not good. So, you know, 4-0. Should we start booking our uh, our tickets for the Super Bowl? What do you think? (laughs) I don't know. I can go either way.
1: It's the dream start, but we're going to take it one game at a time. Yeah. Carolina, 1 o'clock. Sunday should be a nice game. Should, I mean, should be a nice day. Um,
0: crowd should be into it. Should be great. I'm excited. Yep. Um, and yeah, let's let's hope next week we can talk again early in the week. Because we'll be excited to talk about another. Yeah, let, let's hope win. we're
1: doing the same exact thing next week.
0: Yeah, Monday, Tuesday night, we're we're chatting about how great it was that Saquon. Had 280 yards from scrimmage. <laughs> and uh, and we sacked Baker Mayfield seven times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's what – yeah, I would like – how close let's... are we on Ojolari? How close are we on Thibodeau? This is what I want to start building. Get those building blocks going. Let's go. Anyway, yeah. so I think that's it, right? Like, let's, uh, let's wrap it up for the week, and we'll be back again next week with some more Giants talk. Uh, maybe time to start mixing in soccer. I think the U.S. men's national team has a friendly coming up at the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so maybe we can check in there. Uh, we'll see but,
1: if we can squeeze them, them in, but it may be pending. If, if if we get a Giants L, then there'll be more soccer talk. But <laughs> yeah, a big Giants win and we may be like building parade floats. That's true. <laughs> the pod.
0: Two and oh, man, that seems <laughs> and o, like, yeah. that seems crazy to me. Like, is yep. that even possible? But here we are on the We're doorstep. We'll find out. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.